0: Welcome back to Sports Talk. I'm Dick Hartley. With me, as always, Abe Gajian. NBA Draft coming up quick. It's going to be a doozy, folks. We'll talk about all the ways this might shake up the game for good. Also, a couple people in the NHL all gunning for Gretzky's records. Who's got the best shot? We'll get into that. But first, the ladies of Duke. Premium. (laughs) Just stack them all up. Rapid fire. Cause fuck Zach Braff, man. I'm the Pikachu of
1: doing it. Oh please. I like that I'm the one getting lectured about being too aggressive during this podcast. The rage. I told
2: you we (laughs) were being funny.
1: Welcome, 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 nerds and nerdettes, welcome obscurials of all shapes and flavors. This is the, the Nerd, Nerd Obscurial, Obscurial Podcast. Podcast. Hi, I'm Eric, and I am the
0: Oklahoma Kid, aka the Pikachu of doing it.
1: Had you worked that one in yet?
0: I think I've got. I think I got all the main ones so okay. far. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to. Dis- but, but now me. it's
1: become an epithet now it, it's not just as catchphrase anymore this I, is wanted, epithet. I wanted to work it in there okay um so this won't be a continued epithet just no just no, just, just, just this episode just i felt like throwing it in a there. treat for tonight yeah
0: just a little little something
1: something keep it spicy
0: nice um after all i'm the pikachu of doing it gotta keep it spicy
1: we are on a new list called fix this franchise so oklahoma anything we want to share with our audience anything interesting something to kind of help feed the nerd obscuro you've done recently to went and visited a uh small comic book museum
0: nice uh in san francisco Very nice. to, i don't know if we'll, yeah. i don't know if you want to yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert we live in california did not have to be
1: that uh, could be catted out Doesn't, that could be catted out we could... people can take planes and go to san francisco that's true yeah, they had a little... Uh... See, if you said the city... Oh, yes. Then... Went to... There we go. Right. <laughs> then you know exactly where we're at.
0: <laughs> went to the city. Well, because it could be any city. How do they know which city? Maybe we right. Maybe I mean New York. There you go. So I went...
1: think most people will assume when you say the city, they will assume Charleston. Yes. Went to
0: a... Uh, they had a little comic museum uh, with a uh, Wonder Woman, 80th anniversary of Wonder Woman nice. exhibit. A bunch of stuff. Got to look at some. They had gotten some uh, of the actual original pieces from different uh creators of the comics you know because they draw them on these for people who don't know they don't draw them the size they are you you get the comic book in they draw a large you know version on like an 11 and a half by like 14 sure piece of you know big piece of sketch paper and they draw out the real detailed drawings and then they when they print them they shrink them down so we got to see the big boards. it is funny like and,
1: i think most uh kids who are young won't understand that but like those those of us who grew up on the internet, Mm -hmm. it's just like when you get a big picture and bring it down and how it doesn't become all pixely. But if you get a small picture and blow it up, it gets all pixely. It's the same idea. The detail comes a lot nicer if you
0: go big and bring it down. Yeah. So they draw them big, they draw them on like a twice the size and then shrink them down. So we got to see a bunch of these big uh, pieces of the original inked artwork that were used that were then scanned in and printed out and so right. for the comics and so that was that was a pretty cool. Bunch of and it was like a different range. There was, you know, they had some old ones and then they had some, you know, from different people's private collections who who, you know, had like bought up these things. Nice. It was funny. They talked about how there's there's actually not a lot. It's hard to find ones that are like kind of complete pages layouts oh, sure. of the early ones. Cause they didn't really think of it as a valuable thing at that time oh, the company yeah. so uh as something that would become like collectible you know right, and like they right. want to archive they're like well we have a, we have a, we made a printed copy uh-huh. of it we got the comic book itself yeah. they take this original the original pages that the artists themselves you know drew the ones they physically drew on they would give them they would cut them up cut out the panels and they gave them away to kids nice yeah so that was pretty cute. that is actually yeah
1: that's kind of better yeah, I know. It's no it's nice. It's like if they're yeah. not gonna be that's
0: like a cool thing to have yeah. done with them, you know. It's a nice little thing. But yeah, that was fun. If you're ever in unnamed city, go to the Unnamed Museum
1: uh, of Cartoon Art. Cool little place. And you were telling me off mic that you got to go to a concert too. So you get to feed some of the the music obscurial. Some of Yes. The,
0: yes. Yeah. Uh, and we were masked and they did
1: check for
0: vaccine, so I don't think Went you to need to a, explain a yourself, baseball game you know? for the uh, uh, unnamed local baseball team.
1: That makes it sound like a AAA or like. AAA. Oh yeah, no, it was a major league yeah. baseball game.
0: But yeah, yeah, and again, they they checked, yeah. like they were like. But I don't think you needed to define that. Well, I don't, well people, you, I don't want people. I don't you responsible for,
1: person. Yeah, and, you know.
0: Well, they don't know that. They don't know me. Right. They just know I'm the Pikachu of doing it. That's three. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice.
1: I would pay good money for you to have a mask that has. Pikachu in the Burt Reynolds where he's all nude and like cupping sideways that that picture right there uh-huh. on a mask Pikachu on a mask oh, in like that a- pose saying the Pikachu of doing it
0: Oh oh like uh, like like a corona mask Yeah Okay, yeah. for a second there, I thought a you meant, cloth mask. Obviously, I, I thought you meant like a Halloween mask. I'm like, like a whole face mask that would have like the picture of Burt well, Reynolds. Well,
1: you were people. talking about going to concerts. I know. And yes, all it, these makes, public events it makes more sense. Like that. It makes. I don't yeah. know why I, for some yeah. reason, went to a Halloween yeah.
0: style, like kids, you know, covers the whole face mask. Right.
1: So yeah, a lot of good feeding of the the obscurial for you this week. That's awesome. Yeah. That's Great. Fun week. And um, I guess for me, and that's why the website's not done yet. <laughs> For me, I've had a lot of fun over the last few weeks, but I don't think I've shared it yet, feeding my son's obscurial mm-hmm. and getting his nerdum out. We're reading this book, and this is like a, a book book. It's not a picture book. This is a young adult book. Gotcha. Written by Max Brooks, who, were, who wrote World War Z. Yes, son of Mel Brooks. Son of Mel Brooks, exactly. But it's based in the Minecraft world.
2: Oh. And
1: my son is all about minecraft oh, yeah. has been for quite a few years yes. and it's really cool and interesting because it's like a it's we read a chapter a night mm-hmm. and it's uh you know it's a young adult book it's it's a serious book and so uh it's like bringing him into this kind of like reading rainbow kind of thing you know mm-hmm. uh, and uh the, the the treasure of reading it's amazing it's been wonderful for us to kind of like i said kind of just like It's almost like the seedling obscurial, the seedling nerdness. And seeing him go all in and just Mm -hmm. be all about it and just, you know, it's been a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. So why don't we take a little break? We'll get into the lightning round and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Okay, gang, we're back. It's time for the lightning round. So, Rock and roll, bitches. Okay, here we go. Number one, eternal husband of a spotless mind. Is this a quote from the movie Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind? Mm-hmm. Or Dostoyevsky's Eternal Husband? Mm-hmm. A short story. Dreams apparently proceed not from reason, but from desire. Spotless mind. That's Dostoevsky. Taking a bite. Out of the big Scrapple. This is a either neither or both and this is things that constitutes what Scrapple is made of. Pig snouts and cow hooves. I'm gonna say both of those have been used in Scrapple. Only pig parts are used in Scrapple. Oh! Yeah. Man, that makes more sense. Speedy Burrito. Which one of these are true? At La Katrina in Lake Worth, Florida, a 73 year old patron was rushed to the hospital after ingesting a chicken burrito that contained a half a pound of crystal meth, a drug deal gone wrong, explains a commanding officer. Or B, during a routine scan of carry-on luggage, the Houston TSA arrested a passenger who tried to smuggle a taped-up lump of crystal meth hidden in a breakfast burrito. In the airplane. First one. There you go, kid. This one's called Another One Over Bites the Dust. Mm-hmm. What is the scientific medical term mm-hmm. for Freddie Mercury's famous overbite? Mm-hmm. Hyperdontia discoclusion mm-hmm. or retronathist mesioclusion? The first one. Okay, two for two. We're, we're all tied up here. I saw the movie. Up in Smoke. First repeat category. But I'm going either, neither, or both. Tangerine Dream. And it's, is it a wait? Up th- in smoke is e- is this either a barbecue, oh, it's the barbecue rub or the, rub, um,
0: I thought sauce this was
1: a, or just a barbecue product?
0: I it thought the, this was the either neither or of like which one of these. I thought you were gonna say two, and it's like which one or both or neither no, is a weed strain. No, is this um, is
1: this a a marijuana both. strain? It's actually only marijuana. Ooh. There is no tangerine dream that I could find on the internet of any kind of barbecue sauce right. rub. Two and three, last one. Bigfoot trouble in Little China. Which of these are true? Mm -hmm. In the 1940s, an old soldier claimed that a group of hunters killed a urine, which is the name for the Chinese Bigfoot, with a machine gun and brought it to the magistrate's palace. They tried to cook the flesh of the urine, but no one had the appetite to eat it, as the taste was foul. Mm -hmm. Or B. In the nineteen seventies, a Fang County farmer, which is the famous area where the urine is supposed to be spotted. Sure. Arrived at the hospital with a broken pelvis and several broken ribs. He claims while singing in the garden, he inadvertently made a urine mating call. A female urine forced herself on him. He died two days later of his injuries. That one. Actually the machine gun. The machine gun. Alright. So Did you
0: win again.
1: No, you two for six. And yeah. I can definitely get one for six. <laughs> I, don't. I could.
0: As always, we start with Lock It Down, Mr. Spock. Was this philosopher John Locke or Enterprise Science Officer Mr. Spock who said All men are liable to err, and most men are by passion or interest under temptation to do it. John Locke. Correct. Uh-huh. In the category of hippogriff or honky gringo, and now let me let me explain again, because there was some confusion about this last time. So this, this category could be any is called Hippogriff or Honky Gringo. What you have to guess, I'm going to give you a name. You do not have to guess whether this is the name of a Specific individual hippogriff, any or mythical being, whether it's the word honky or not, because you seem to be confused about whether or not it was going to be a mythical beast or the word honky. This was a
1: first-time category last time. Yes, I did get confused. I understand the rules. Yeah, you
0: you felt like you were very much cheated because you didn't. I didn't feel cheated because I won. You said cheated several times. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so honky gringo is just an example. Okay. It's it could be any term used by anyone. As a slang term people. for some demographic of white people. So, this week, the word is Bundamun. I'm going to go mythical beast. Correct. It is a fungus-like creature that feeds on dirt. And you won.
1: So, we're tied. We're tied. We're gonna win. There's two. There's
0: we're no tied. We I'm two
1: this. for two, but... Well, but
0: there's still a west wing category, so you're good. Well,
1: well... Uh, in, in the ring
0: or on I, the range... I have to fail all the way out here yes. in order to lose. In the ring or on the range... Is this a wrestler or an outlaw? The Apache Kid. In the ring. No. Ah that is an old West outlaw.
1: I thought that was a red heron. It seems so obvious that it was a Western yeah. thing. Right. So brand new category.
0: We said goodbye to West by Ye West. All right. Uh this one is called Teenage Mutant Gnarly Thrashers. And this is my equivalent of an either or it's not a neither, but it's it's a one. it's a this, that or both. We'll okay. Call it. So I'm going to give you the name, and I want you to tell me whether that name is a mutant in the X-Men comics, okay. a heavy metal band, or both. Uh, the name for this week, Atrophy.
1: What was the second category again? It was an X-Men or a... Metal band. Metal band. Oh. It's got to be both. No. There's oh. no X-Men character named Atrophy. I felt that's such a that's such a uh, heavy metal sounding name though. There's gotta be it's a thrash metal band from Tucson. And and just to clarify, so
0: when I say it's a heavy metal band, again, this is that I found oh, of course. presence of on the internet. So they had right. to have a website.
1: No, no, no. Uh, oh, but that wasn't on... the one actually. It was X Men. It wasn't an X Men name, Atrophy. Yes, there's so, no okay. X Men. Yeah. So, but just to clarify, just, it felt I just like it was a I both. Right, 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 right. Um, there may be some
0: metal band out there with some of these no. names that I didn't find. Right. So it's like if you weren't on like, if you didn't pop up on. In a case search for the future, if I camp, say
1: this was X Men, but and not heavy metal, but I tried to, you know.
0: You're like, well, there's got to be some band like. No, right. If, right. If I couldn't find like, if you didn't have a website or at least a Facebook site for your band with right. this name, doesn't count. Like just some random person throwing one song up on SoundCloud. Doesn't count.
1: Sure. I'm still in only two, right? You're
0: still at only. We're still tie games. So right. So right. So all
1: of a sudden you're getting could, a little bit anxious it here. It yeah. come down
0: to the wire here, but uh, this is probably. How many more do I have? Two, two more. Okay. You'll probably get this one though.
1: Oh, right. Because
0: this is the West Wing, and you have yet to miss whether whether this is a quote from a, Richard Nixon it's or it's the point Nixon's of playing
1: head. the game. There's a once for everything, baby.
0: Yeah. Uh, so it was this Billy West as Nixon's head or real Richard Nixon quote. You don't know how to lie. If you can't lie, you'll never go anywhere.
1: I feel like it's Nixon.
0: It is, in fact. Ah, okay, I won. Oh, okay. And just to see, just to see.
1: If I don't get this right, I am going to give you my extra credit to see if we tie. tie. In the category of
0: anime or may not. Bobo, bo, 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 bo. I'm going to say it's anime. It is, in
1: fact... Oh, thank goodness.
0: So it's a real anime. You can find it on Cartoon Network. It's about a man who uses his power of his kung fu-fighting nose hair to uh, rebel against a government conspiracy to steal people's afros.
1: Wow. (laughs) Yes. See, that's interesting because I didn't realize you were going American anime on this too. I thought I it was going to be an American one. I know
0: it's on Cartoon Network, but it—I I okay. don't know if it's like a, you know, import.
1: Three and o, Oklahoma might be getting a little nervous here. He's going to have to think about what he did in the locker room, try to turn this team around, but uh, directed by Luke Warm. Think about what you did in the locker room. Think about what you did in the <laughs> locker
0: room. Turn this team around. Okay,
1: that's, pretty solid. that's Michael, pretty solid. Directed by Luke Gore. That's pretty solid.
0: You know, I got that shit.
1: Um, let's uh, hit another break, and we will get to master of this domain. okay we're back why don't we get to master of this domain Ah, here we go so we know that this season it's got a theme we also know from last episode Mm -hmm. that hamster fight fights fights was the the the, uh choice for last week so it's either hamster or fights
0: it's got to be this you?
1: this this season's. It's year. hamster is the theme. Hamster is the theme for this season, folks. It's
0: hamster. Some things. Right. So hamster fights. You asked about the plural last week, and it's it's hamster fights.
1: And this week it is hamster slights. So we're plural. So it's got to be like a bunch of them. So slight. Immediately, what I think a slight of a person, like a, a, a criticism, a, you know, you're 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 cutting them down. Mm-hmm. You're slighting them. You're you're. Like, you've been slighted. You've been slighted. You've been insulted. It's yes. an insult. Uh, it's hamsters doing insults. Oh, so it's hamsters are the ones insulting. Yes. Rather I than feel hamsters like being insulted. Rather than hamsters being insulted, I think you uh, the, the thing that actually goes to my head is hamsters talking shit. About other hamsters? Is it like hamsters... Is it like a comedy no, central roast like...
0: where it's like hamsters roasting
1: hamsters or like hamsters no. roasting celebrities? I feel like a um, humans definitely. I feel like it's hamsters fucking with humans. It could be celebrities. It could be.
0: No, is this like a crankykers thing where like the hamsters are voiced by famous people but then sped up to sound you know with the with the chipmunk <laughs> voice kind of thing?
1: I don't know if I'd see like... it really even in an audio medium.
0: Well, I was thinking in a video. Otherwise, how would you know they're hamsters? Other, i mean you might just think that the you marks. could
1: you could go video with it so it still doesn't have i'm to thinking have
0: of like a yeah audio
1: like the a hamster actually speaking you oh so it would just
0: be like silent titles. silent videos with like <laughs> old timey placard like it's all like <laughs> okay. and then like a, and then like not a, where i was going with, pops it, up with it but like it fucking like, is now like the silent movies where <laughs> yeah. it's like this hamster called me a rascal
1: you know right it wasn't where i was going with the it but moxie. it fucking is now yeah moxie definitely yeah, vaudeville uh um, um, silent silent theater. movie vaudeville
0: routines of <coughs> right, hamsters making right. fools
1: of humans but actually because in full, those regular in those size silen- hamsters, or is this like uh like the hamster like it, in those silent movies there's always the 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 picture with all the words and that's you know, those are the slides right and then they're they're doing the scene afterwards but instead of it keeping vaudeville mm-hmm. you go full gangster rap <laughs> so literally maybe quotes from, from gang- like famous ODB and like famous slights in
0: gangster rap. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like rap battles. You want to you want right. to see like quotes from rap battles right. on like it done as the lines for a silent movie where Now Right. Now is the hamster like Hamster size, or if you adjusted, like, is this a little bit fantastical where, like, it's so it's easier to see the hamsters? No, again, like, where they're like maybe whenever, a little bit bigger. Maybe they're played by like I'm talking about Davis. I don't know, like, what's going on here? Whenever I'm hamsters,
1: talking or... about anthropomorphic hamsters, it's always what we talked about last time with Dinner for Schmucks. Oh, you're, so uh, you're picturing like a regular sized hamster? <clears throat> hey, but are saying hamster, but dressed up uh-huh. like a human. Like, yeah. it's a completely a hamster, and but you even do like the vaudeville human. All on a little hamster guy.
0: What do you mean you do the vaudeville, hum- like a human face? Like it's a hamster body, but it has no.
1: Head but head. like the little, the Mustache. little mustaches. Yeah, because you, you, I don't think
0: the viewer, the, the listeners, the know top it hats, when you do this.
1: You know, yeah. top hats. You have the uh, yeah, no, right. that yeah, like you said, you like have you're not up as a Like you're not dressing them in, you know. Football uniforms well, and no, I football figured. jerseys and backwards hats and chains okay, and all this saying. kind they of stuff. They would be dressed
0: appropriate to the visual of being a silent movie. Yes. Yes. Of a yeah, vaudeville silent movie. That's what, that's what movie. I figured. That yeah. You, yeah. Everything right. you'd be seeing, if you just didn't read what the words said, it'd be like, oh, old, it's like this old timey movie, but with hamsters. Right. And then you read the words and it would be, you know, Yo Mama jokes. The biggest um,
1: fucking burns in yeah, gangster you know. rap.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm not gonna try or and re- rap battles. Rap, or, yeah, I'm
1: not gonna try and repeat one because a lot of them have a word I'm not allowed to say. But I like the idea of having it in the silent movie vaudeville thing. So I don't know how far I want to go oh, in the well, future. Oh well, no. See, see, I right. was picturing
0: I was picturing it would be a silent style movie, uh, and you'd have a little hamster and you would be up on like a little podium or whatever, and you know he'd be dressed up like a vaudevillian. And then you'd have like you'd get like Sam Jackson and he'd be dressed up as a vaudevillian, and the hamster would be like making gestures at sam jackson and then you'd see the word card and it would be like something from some rap uh you know something it'd be biggie smalls talking shit about tupac or something yeah you know but it would be as if it was this hamster saying it to sam jackson so you would get famous people to be the person who's being the oh, that's what i kind of picture as oh, okay. and it would be like a celebrity cam it would be like the muppet like a muppet no, this thing is, like when
1: celebrities come on the muppets if we're going hamsters <laughs> if we're going hamsters we're doing hamsters we we're oh, not. So it's we're all hampsed, this is all no hamp. No, 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 no. It, but I just actually thought of a really funny idea. The whole beginning, you did that weird. I, I want to call it honky tonk piano, but that's not right. Ragtime? The ragtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ragtime piano. You're doing that. You know, mm-hmm. the ragtime piano for like the whole setup. Mm-hmm. You show the, the card. Uh huh. And it's got the big fucking, you know, gangster rap burn on it. Yeah. And then. You keep it maybe black and white, but then you go to the like gangster look with like sunglasses and chains and mm-hmm. a jersey and everything, and is playing like hardcore gangster rap with like the hamster looking like a badass.
0: <laughs> I almost want to say it to be a blend of the two.
1: Right, right, but there's something there with doing that, right? Like that that's got an appeal.
0: Here's <laughs> here's what pops into my mind when you say that. You have, like, the ragtimey piano playing, right. blah, 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 blah. And then you and you see, like, there's a little hamster, you know, like you're saying, a hamster size. And then here, what I picture is, and then a human. This is how I want to picture It's little hamster down there. You can kind of see it's a hamster, and he's, like, making angry gestures, and the human is like, oh, I'm taking it back. Like, how, right, how right. shocking. Really playing I'm, up the vaudeville. Really. Yeah, like, I'm going to faint <laughs> yeah. from the, your comments uh, how vulgar they are. And it shows the word, you know, card, and it's – um. And it's you know the this a quote from Gangster Rap you know someone dissing someone else. Then you the next shot you get like a close up on the hamster and it's still black and white and that and he's still Vaudeville and but the hamster is decked out like LL Cool J style you know. Yeah, I was, was gonna that, say like, it actually with some Mr
1: T chains
0: or something. I don't you know? know if
1: we need to actually bring the hamster into it, but it should always be like the same picture of Easy e like, of approval, <laughs> like, bopping his head or LL Cool J, just, like... Like, in the background? Like, it's like no, no, the hamster no, it's that the... last one, as that last one, like, you're not even, like, there's a hamster, like, you get LL Cool J or Easy e or some, like, you know, particular figure, and it's always, like, the same clip, and it's always the same thing of, like, that, like, instead of saying, you know, Elphine, it's always the final thing oh know. like like <laughs> right. so you get you get the setup
0: right and then you get the with the human you get the word card uh you get the close-up on the hamster you know still in black and white and yeah. here's what i'm saying and you'd have the, the ragtime piano yeah you would realize it is playing that rap song <laughs> oh that's um, good actually. but yeah. as ragtime yeah, like, yeah, yeah you know like <laughs> postmodern jukebox style Right. Making a cover, <laughs> and then and the hamster, and then it would go from the shot of the hamster all thugged out, you know, right. to uh, just a, the same shot every time of like LL Cool J just going dope. Right, exactly. That's that's what I'm picturing now. Yeah. Not what I when that. See, I went the other. My first. You thought You were going with the other
1: interpretation of, of the other slides. meaning of slights. I was just thinking of hands. Like of hand. Mm-hmm. Let's get a moment, and we'll be back with the mm-hmm. steal this joke. Type 5, I got this funny. Help me find the funny, folks. Like, in in Oklahoma, you please as well. Help me find the funny. I don't know if I have the end of the joke. I have this funny premise, which I think there could be a good joke here. I can solve your joke right now. Okay. You end it by smashing a watermelon with a hammer. Okay. When I look at fortune cookies, I see a missed opportunity. Because on paper, it's amazing. You have your food talking to you. And if you're a glutton like me, that is, like, the be-all. Like, if my eight-piece bucket of shame could be my friend, (laughs) then that's all I need, right? I don't got any other friends anyways, but the (laughs) eight-piece bucket of shame. I just like that idea. Sorry. I noticed. (laughs) Um, So... On paper, I love the idea of fortune cookies, but here's where it falls apart for me. They give that stupid horoscope advice, you know, that kind of just general blah kind of thing where it, it doesn't really – it's horoscope advice. It's, it yes. can really go to anything. It can to apply what, to just about anything. Yeah. Just about anything is what you want to look at it. So I think what we need to do with fortune cookies is we need to actually have them give, like – good advice, like, like your food is actually your friend and it's a friend giving you advice, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and sometimes I think that maybe it shouldn't be at the end of the meal. Maybe it should be at the beginning of the meal to kind of warn you, you know, like you're, you're having a meal, open up your fortune cookie before it says, Hey, don't post that this picture on Instagram. No one gives a fuck, you know, like you're in a fancy restaurant on a date. You open up your fortune cookie. You're gonna regret buying that $75 bottle of rose. She ain't gonna bang you anyways. You know, um, you know, you're you're at a nice restaurant with your parents. You open up the fortune cookie. It says you're adopted. Something that's helpful. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, the beginning yeah. of the
0: meal part. I don't know if it's entirely necessary. Well,
1: I, I have a little but bit the of. Wine, with I guess the wine.
0: for the wine joke, it make you. Well, yeah. then
1: the, don't post this on Instagram.
0: Oh, isn't well? Yeah, and that like that's an easy joke. They're like, oh, people post pictures of their food on Instagram. Right. I I would leave that out personally because I'm like, that's. Well,
1: it's 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 a foundation joke because it's the low hanging fruit to kind of help people scaffold up. It's 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 I can't go straight into you're adopted. (laughs) I gotta have a little bit of a build in order to get there. (laughs) And it wasn't until just now that I realized the thing that would click was you're at a nice dinner with your parents you know that you're you're setting up all these different situations but there's some funny there so um help us help us gang with getting this joke right i think with the adopted joke the adopted joke is a good place to get to yeah there's definitely before the meal i think there is nostradamus prognostication humor you could definitely get into there. some different stuff there yeah um, um so it's a question of whether you want to you, get into that you've really or got to exploit we... that more for that to make yeah. that setup That's, and i didn't know which way to go with it yet so uh, you can kind of go yeah. either way. so i kind of went more with just the like friend advice kind of thing yeah but
0: there's also uh, something there with the idea of like wanting the food to be your friends but then also you're going to eat it Right. So there's this. I felt like there was gonna be a joke somewhere in there about the idea of eating your like
1: eating this food, your best I friend. I want this
0: food to be my best friend, and then I want to cannibalize it. Uh, <laughs> so I thought there, there could definitely be something in there. You could do some different things with the fortunes. The idea of the fortune being before the meal and giving you like advice about the meal or about right. different. There's there's a lot of places you can go with it in right. terms of talking about different things that could be in the fortune cookie right yeah
1: Uh, like i said all these there's the base like there's some funny here that's the spot i i thought was the best place to end up was with the your adopted joke but it's a format that could just fit a lot it could fit a lot in there and so directed by lukewarm muggle please (laughs) fair play help us out gang come up with some good stuff with that see what you can do with it see where other places you can go with it. And send and actually, it back to us. Yeah, if you're listening and, and you got somewhere else cool to go with any of our jokes, this one included. I'd love to hear it. Yes. Let's take a little break. Let's get into the steel, list.
0: They are the steel list jokes. We want you to steal them and show us what you did with them.
1: Okay, let's come back with the list after the break. Take them to the bridge.
0: Where is that confounded bridge? I looked
1: across the table This to see if she was joking no joke. There was no flicker. Just who more. Okay, and we're back. Oklahoma, why don't you go first? I flip-flopped on this one a lot. I knew I
0: wanted Waterworld. The other two I have are big-ticket items uh, that I definitely have ideas about. We'll get into them. But the fourth one, I kind like I said, I kind of flip-flopped. I thought about... I thought about Indiana Jones. I don't really know what to do. You gotta get the yeah. beef somehow, and you know. Did you say the beef? The beef, yeah. Shy of the beef. Um,
1: <laughs> I do love that. I do love that. You've uh, how about... you manage to throw in a witty French joke <laughs> when I have offered nothing. It's very disappointing uh, to me, and uh, big
0: flowers to you. Yes. I thought about Highlander at one point, but then I'm like, you know what? There's a like a TV show and all these direct DVD movies and stuff. Like, I'm not even sure what the fuck's going on there. I thought about The Mummy, but that's just because I really want to push Brandon Fraser as a movie star for some reason. I don't know why. No, Join America. Um, like everyone loves Brandon Fraser right dude's now. Dude's awesome. And yeah, dude's um, just fucking charming and he can be funny. Right. I'm Thank settling you. on. The Alien, Aliens, however you want to think about it, franchise. Right. So the movie, aliens largely
1: starring Sigourney Weaver. I know Alien 3 was a shitstorm, but it was a lot of fucking writing stuff. And Jean... You're you thinking of four. Jane- no, but the three. No, you're thinking of four. Three That's-
0: was the one by David Fincher. Oh, I
1: thought Jeanne did three. Janae did four. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So number four... Jean
0: Pierre, Jean Pierre, yeah, yeah. Jean Pierre Jeunet,
1: who a lot, most people will know as
0: the director of Amelie, uh, made the fourth Aliens movie.
1: If uh, you want to get a little adventurous, watch a film called The City of Lost Children. I was gonna
0: say, I, I wasn't sure if you're gonna go with that or Delicatessen, but I was gonna say City well, of Lost
1: Children. Uh, that's the, thing, the one you gotta go for is, is uh, City, of Lost. City of Lost Children. It's so funny, but amazing. Delicatessen, I mean, Delicatessen is a great movie, too. You know, yeah, when Delvin, watch. When the cello and the fucking musical saw are playing, like just as a music nerd, Mm -hmm. like seeing all that together, I was just like, oh my god, yeah. Um,
0: If you want to see some great foreign (laughs) films, watch anything Jean-Pierre Jeunet has made.
1: Um, But you said yourself, it's like the Alien One, the Alien is four, like visually, visually it is amazing. Beautiful. Yeah, the like images, they knew what the fuck they were doing. Yes. But they had shit for script. The script. They had shit for character development. There was no continuity. Yeah,
0: it was he took what they gave to him. They said, Here's the script, here's everything, now shoot it. And he shot it and hit him and his cinematographer and his whoever the art production designer and all the personality people under them, the people who worked on the physical look of the movie all did fucking amazing cuz it is the scene where they have the aliens swimming and it's underwater that just looked so great so cool right right and there's just so many striking visuals in there and it's got such a unique style visually if you just turn the sound off and just fucking look at it it is a great okay, so, fucking movie now the movie itself is just kind of all over the place in terms of what's happening in terms of characters and plot and dialogue right, and stuff
1: right. How good would it be if you did an alien with pretty much the exact, like, temper and fucking character development and just scene production of City of Lost Children? It was basically City of Lost Children, only you put aliens in it. Would it, would it be aliens basically
0: just doing a re like it's a like it's a filmed performance of a community theater troupe <laughs> of the aliens from aliens doing sit like a theater version of City of Lost Children for like their local community theater. Like at the Elks Club. Like Lost Children. That's what I want to see. Okay. Man. That, okay. that okay. I'd tune in for that shit 100 okay. percent But yeah, now now that we've mentioned it. Seeing the aliens do community theater, that is 100% where we need to go with this. So here's the question, then. In my opinion, one of the top five and a half scary movies of all time, the original Alien. One of the top five and a half sci-fi action movies of all time, for sure, Aliens. The follow-up directed by James Cameron. The first one being directed by Ridley Scott. Alien 3, interesting, but definitely flawed, directed by David Fincher. And then you had Alien 4, which we already touched a little bit on, kind of a mess. And they knew it because they stopped there because those four were all direct sequels to each other. Of course, all starring Sigourney Weaver. Then they went to Aliens vs. Predator, which is something they did in comic books and I think in a video game. And people were like, yeah, because those were the two most popular sci-fi franchises at the time. And so people wanted to see the aliens and, and the ultimate the ultimate hunter against the ultimate apex predator. I saw the first one. It was okay, but I mean, it wasn't the same. And then you get the movie Prometheus. And Prometheus is a prequel. This is Ridley Scott as well. And this was Ridley Scott returning right to the to, to making it to being direct to directing it.
1: Which and really it was, surprised me that he had nothing to do with Predator versus Alien. I know. Like, that's right. Come
0: Alan. on. You would think that's his signature thing after he you know, right. directed 18 <clears throat> Mortal Kombat movies and a pornography with lukewarm. <sighs> Petzls would like to take this opportunity to apologize to Ridley Scott to the memory of... I swear to God. His brother's name. Oh, God. I feel...
1: Tony Scott. Oklahoma. Tony I Scott. swear to God. Um, this movie, this movie, this podcast... Would be about an hour shorter if you stopped doing pretzel announcements.
0: <laughs> Pretzels keeps the lights on here, man. So Pretzels never put a fucking dime in my goddamn bank account. Oh, I don't that. give you any money. No, fuck no. You're not getting... This is a this is hundred... We're splitting this a hundred zero. <laughs> I'm living high on the pretzel hog, my friend. And you ain't seeing shit because I'm the one who puts this on the internet. I got all the cards. (laughs) I almost think it would be interesting to go on a completely left turn with it. And we've just seen how this all relates to humans. I almost kind of want to see like the next step of Alien vs. Predator. Where it's like a fucking war movie. And it's... The aliens versus the predators, like not just like this limited thing, but I want to see like the aliens try and invade. I want to see fucking Braveheart where the predators are the Scottish and aliens, the xenomorphs are the fucking British. And it's like you're 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 cheering on this leader of the fucking predator.
1: Like <laughs> I am weird, man. It's like I, <laughs> I wanna see, so fucking watch that. I wanna see the Battle of the Bulge with I, aliens and predators.
0: I'm not saying Battle of the Bulge. <laughs> I'm saying Ticonderoga.
1: I didn't say you said I'm, that. I did say this weird. Saying, I'm saying And Gettysburg. that's what it that makes me feel I like.
0: Wanna, <laughs> I wanna see I wanna see <laughs> But what if you had like some others like you you showed some other alien race and the aliens they interact they interact with the aliens. Here's another situation where a culture is coming up against these xenomorphs and has to deal with these things as these ultimate predators and has to fight them off. Cuz I mean and and that would have an appeal. People liked the idea of predator versus alien. So what if you got other things versus what if it wasn't just that, I guess, is my where my first idea really kind of goes then, is okay. the long story. We did, you know, we've seen humans versus aliens. We've mm-hmm. seen predator versus aliens. Right. I'm kind of curious to see what else we can see versus aliens. Different species on different planets, living different styles of life. So you're seeing how all these different, different peoples react this same problem. There's this invading species coming in and it wants to kill you and we can kind of see like, I think it'd be interesting to see how different different alien cultures deal with the threat. Like no Earthlings. I almost kind of want to say take Guardians of the Galaxy make it so that Peter Quill is not human but he's some type of other alien just like the other characters in the movie and put in xenomorphs As the bad guy. Oh, yeah. And I kind of want to see that. We saw a scary movie. We saw a scary action movie, a very tense action movie. Now I'm like, let's make an action comedy with a ragtag team of, of different alien warriors having to stop this invasion of the xenomorphs almost kind of like a guardians of galaxy kind of movie right and then and then and then from there where do you go next with the franchise you make a full-blown fucking comedy with it yeah you know? um that's that's where i am most interested but yeah i think the thing is really not to try and repeat what you've already done i think the key is to kind of like what's the next genre
1: over well, let's take a second uh we'll see you on the other side Okay, welcome back. Fix this franchise. So this is a movie I actually liked it a lot, and so it's hard to pick it apart too much, but I know it's very geared towards a certain audience. I, I'm choosing Warcraft. The movie Warcraft, Duncan Jones. Based movie, on the game. Based on the video game, right. World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. Well, I, I, it's the Warcraft universe. It, it has yeah. its own... But
0: yeah. I haven't seen it, but I looked it up on on Wikipedia and it seems like it's actually based on like the first game in the whole Warcraft series of games and World of Warcraft is like fourth or fifth.
1: So there is a YouTuber who you know, has decent subscription numbers Six who is ex- No, his name is actually <laughs> Novel and he exclusively talks about World of Warcraft lore and how it fits into the video game and kind of where I want to go with it too like this is within the lore and everything, thousands and thousands of years before the thing I want to introduce and want to do. And so they did, I thought, a good job with – I think Duncan Jones is amazing. I, I think that he did a great job with it. Uh, it obviously didn't connect enough to get a lot of big numbers here. Yeah. I'm a little surprised they didn't do a follow-up because it actually did really good in Asia, particularly China. And that's a huge market. Yeah. And I think what it was trying to do, it was trying to do too much. You know, it was trying to... It it did a great job at appeasing the fans. So everyone who was a Warcraft fan and knew Warcraft was like, yeah, that was good. You know, but it's not going to fucking be water cooler moments and world blockbuster kind of thing. Because even though it's a very popular game, it's a small share of the actual population. Yeah. who enjoy the game.
0: Yeah, it's a large it's a large population for the for a game. It's not a large population for a big budget movie.
1: Exactly. And they did a lot of great stuff in it. I think where I really want it to go because I feel like there was it introduced some good stuff and I want to have Duncan Jones back. I think like everything he did was great. I think the story was trying to do too much. I get that that was the the point. And they were trying to introduce the orcs and talk about like the humans and all this kind of stuff and the relation the, the... And so the, I can see why they had that as a feature and it's such a big part of the game. I got it. You know, I I understand it, I get it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there wasn't any personal kind of stuff. It was so scatterbrained. There wasn't one story to go Mm -hmm. behind it was like you're kind of here you're kind of there but the other thing is that they never really explain why the orcs were coming into the human world and i always felt like that was kind of a disservice like they they got into that there's this huge portal the dark portal that's coming through Mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff but they never told the origin behind that that there's this big baddie in the warcraft universe called sargeras he was the one who tried to open up that portal to get the orcs to destroy the humans. One of those things that's better to have them all fight it out than me have to go there oh, and I I scorch everything. But like Sargeras is like Galactus style.
0: Right. When I, I, thought, I thought I saw something in the Wikipedia about the orcs were not just like coming over just for the hell of it. It was like right. their world was dying. Their side of the portal was like slowly dying. And they're right. like, we got to colonize.
1: But it this was because, of, and they and it was about,
0: because of the Sargeras. Because
1: person. if you knew the lore, you knew kind of what was going on. But the Gul'dan was a major villain kind of character mm-hmm. within it, like even a villain to the orcs. And it was basically he got corrupted by Sargeras, and he had tapped all the resources of that land, um, and that's why their land was desolate in the first place, and that's ah. why they had to go to this other world. It wasn't. You know, refugee out of happenstance. Sargeras is a player within all of that.
0: So it's like a climate change situation. They trashed the planet.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. It, it was like Sargeras was the one tapping all the resources of the planet. If Sargeras oh. is climate change, then I guess. Oh, but, okay. No, I thought. Yeah, you,
0: I thought you meant that that Sargeras had possessed goldeneye Eye. And then and, and driven him
1: Golden Eye, he called
0: to him. use up all as like the lead orc. like he had basically instituted tapping these resources rather than pursuing sustainable ones, because sorcerer was telling him I thought it, that's how he made it sound oh. that Susan Sarandon was mind controlling Goldeneye into commanding everybody to just clear cut things and burn as much coal as they could. And no. not worry about I guess
1: resources have. is the wrong thing. I guess like the the idea of a healthy planet that being like a resource. And it is really one of those things where Galactus is a, a an apt analogy. Mm-hmm. It's like they just want to devour everything. They want to get every resource, uh, okay. every I plant, see. every species that's living and giving life. Uh, I get what you and mean. in the movie you'll see Gul'dan kind of like sucking life force out of people and stuff like that. And that's part of that.
0: Welcome back to Orc Talk. I'm Elf Lord Dick Hartley. With me as always is 10th level Dark Mage, Abe Vigazian. Which town's got the best blacksmith? We're gonna break it down. Town by town. What's next season's chainmail gonna look like? We're gonna get the scoop on that. But first, the ladies of the Duke's Court.
1: So, that complete absence and stuff like kind of bugged me that that wasn't broached. And I get why you don't want to broach it. But, like, I feel like... There's a huge world building that happened there, and I feel like you need to go Lord of the Rings with it. You don't need to go like this story that they did that was cool and interesting, and definitely fans loved it, and that kind of stuff. But you need to bring in the big baddies and the big stories and all the big stuff going on. And I think an interesting and now uh counterweight is the the story of the Stormrage twins. Then this happened, like I said, thousands of years. This is, these are the, the – they call them the Night Elves.
0: So you're saying like they started at the beginning and your idea is not to like
1: – not to go – Their beginning happened like two, 3,000 years before the beginning of our story that I want to go
0: after. Right. right. So right. it's kind of like in terms of the lore, they went like – they started the franchise by like let's start with the beginning. And you're kind of saying like what they need to do is – Go – not go with like, well, what's the f- first place right chronologically we can start our story from here? You're like, they should pick out what's the best story we've got, start there, and then we can like start building mm-hmm. us uh, up some of – explaining some of the, the backstory and stuff and doing prequels and whatnot. Like you got – you've made all – you've got the Star Wars movies and he had this whole idea for this whole thing, right, this big saga – when he got to make it and they're like, well, you can't do the whole thing. You've got to choose just a part. Yeah. He went with episode four. He didn't say, okay, well, then let's make episode one. He right. jumped in at episode four because he felt that was like the strongest story point. And you're saying do something kind of similar to like that. Like this is a big story moment that kind of will work really cinematically rather than saying like, okay, let's start from the ground up and, and – and build everything up piece by piece.
1: Yeah, I think that I, I get what you're saying there and it's a it's an interesting analogy. It's something that kinda works if you think about it not within how Star Wars did it, mm-hmm. because they did it kind of terribly. <laughs> <laughs> but just like the general idea. I, I think that this is um if you look at it as a story of this is actually The continuation of Sargeras is in the way that Palpatine is kind Mm -hmm. of the the big baddie within all the Star Wars universe. This was really the big first point of contact with Sargeras trying to get into this world. The world of Azeroth, it's Mm -hmm. called. Actually, Kalimdor. That's here or there. And how do pandas fit into this? (laughs) Right. Yeah, Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, and that's the whole thing is that like Kung Fu Panda is like way, way past all of this as well. And that's the other thing is that like there's all these different races introduced and all this kind of stuff. Whereas the story that I'm talking about is pretty exclusively night elves. Elves, I think, are kind of cool and interesting, and they have if there's a whole Legolas movie, that's kind of an interesting thing. The yeah. whole, you know. But what's interesting if You kind of understand, I think, a little bit about what Sargeras is and with Gul'dan using the life force magic Mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And he basically he'll have demons, demon hunters, demon uh, forces go onto these planets and suck out all this stuff. These two brothers, Malfurion and Tyrion Stormrage. So Malfurion goes one path and he goes to become what they call a druid. But it's basically green magic, plant magic, you know, being able to heal yourself, being able to use roots to anchor people, use the moon force to, you know, hurt people. Like this is the the druid magic. Nature magic. Nature magic. Exactly. So he goes, nature magic, and he goes almost to try to harness the very thing they're trying to corrupt Mm -hmm. and use that as a weapon. Right. Turn it against them. And... Tyrion Stormrage becomes what they call in the, game, in the game as well as the lore as a demon hunter. Mm-hmm. So he's almost kind of using the same kind of corrupted magic that Sargeras is but trying to like fight fire with fire.
0: I was about to say.
1: Mm-hmm. And then there's this whole love triangle that happens between them with Torando Whisperwind, I think. The last name is. Taronda definitely is her first name. There's a love triangle there where basically she's. Illidan wants to be with her and there's kind of a magnetism there, but she ends up with Malfurion. And there's, right. so there's a whole jealousy. And the, there's as well with Illidan Stormrage this kind of um, corruption, but you kind of see why. It's kind of that. He is a character you have to fight. Mm-hmm. in the second expansion of World of Warcraft. So he's he's a baddie himself. You know what I mean? I think that within the story, there's a lot of stuff that would attract, just on a storytelling aspect, a lot more people. And I think the mm-hmm. hard thing they tried to do with the Warcraft movie that Duncan Jones did was that like they were trying to do a good movie while trying to make sure all of the fans were going to be there Mm -hmm. and they didn't have this like dynamite archetype driven story where you have all these interesting things okay you got a love triangle we can all empathize with that you've got the two brothers you got these two brothers you have the joseph you have a corruption Mm -hmm. slash redemption story with illidan and then you have kind of these dual forces of the corrupted and the nature and Mm -hmm. you know there's demigods the sceneris is the name of the demigod who teaches Mount Fury in the ways of the nature magic. The nature magic. The more and more I talk about it, it's it's not a movie. It's a it's a show. It's something that you really need the hours to put in to get into all the aspect. But at the core there's that duality of corruption and nature, corruption and life. And I think it came out a little bit in the Warcraft movie, but like I think that's the center. That I want to have of this movie, mm-hmm. and I think it's a a pinpointed area that meets everybody's needs. That you right. don't need to have any kind of understanding of this universe or all the little Easter eggs in there in order to enjoy it. In the same way that Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. Yeah, and you all understand them. the characters, right? You know, all you... this you called it uh, high fantasy. High fantasy is yeah, and is I think Warcraft is at its base high fantasy.
0: You're saying. The thing they need to do to get this back on track is take the thing that really shows the the major thematic kind of thing right. to all of this. Like this is the best example of kind of what the the whole story is about. Yeah. Metaphorically, you know. So you said you know you would do it as maybe do it a show. Do you do it as one unified show, or are you thinking like Disney Plus this shit and you do like miniseries? So like you've got Wanda and Vision, you'd have like a mini series telling my... this and then like and then you could do a different one, like like they had, then they had Falcon and Winter Soldier, so you could go into some other story that takes place somewhere in the lore and then you could and do a mini series. I
1: mean like... the idea of doing its own um universe and stuff is definitely appealing and definitely as a Warcraft fan would love. It's a very difficult sell to try to make it into even two and a half hour movies are not Mm -hmm. unheard of anymore in big budget stuff. So there's a lot of compromises that have to be made in order to get that. And so a show, a one and done season thing, the way that WandaVision was Mm -hmm. has a lot of appeal to me because I feel like there's a lot of meat on those bones with the self-contained thing of, okay, this is kind of just a night elf story, Mm -hmm. but it has to do with everything that, goes after it that is for me how you get that franchise going go into a whole multiverse like you're talking about of different shows different characters different not multiverse i realize what that meant sorry yeah, but you, <laughs> sorry nerds well, like I, said, I know yeah, what you i'm don't, saying though. you don't be
0: it like one show where it's gonna go in this you know and be very specific you're like okay we're gonna tell this story about the yeah. the brothers in this mini series and then like you can pick and you can go to different ones. Eventually, you know, kind of exploring all of this in yeah. in all these different miniseries, all put together. You know, the way that all these Disney Plus series are showing different parts of the Marvel Cinematic Universe story. You know, but it can jump to wherever it wants rather than being locked into being like, okay, here's what happened next. Here's what happened next. They can kind of like jump around to different
1: characters. This and, may be a big jump, but like for this universe at least. This story, to me, is like the Iliad and the Odyssey.
0: So it's kind of like if that would be like the Odyssey, yeah. and it's like what they did with the movie that came out is like they went all the way back to like, so here's where Cronos was born, who was Zeus's dad.
1: Right. So, Duncan Jones, I love you I like very much what you did with the movie. I, I think it was good, and I would suggest anyone who hasn't seen it to watch it. It's worth a watch. Yeah. It's, it's a good movie. So... Why don't we hit a joiner, and then we'll get to our outro. Okay, welcome back. Um, Let's get into the outro. Let's get us out of this episode. Oklahoma, why don't you give us the fine print?
0: The Nerd Obscurial Podcast is a Gadzooks and Nerd production. That's Gadzooks, G-A-D-Z-O-O-K-S. Find us on the web at gadzooksandnerdcom slash meow. Yes, meow. M-E-O-W. If you like the music, you can find more at gadzooksandnerdcom slash fields. That's fields, F-I-E-L-D-S. The Nerd Obscurial Podcast and its content are, except for the Steal This Joke Joke, the wholly owned and copyrighted property of Gadzooks and Nerd. So don't go stealing any of it, except, of course, for the Steal This Joke Joke, or we'll have to sick big pretzel on you. Any works, products, concepts, or otherwise intellectual property not owned by Gadzook's nerd mentioned or discussed in the Nerd Obscurial podcast are done so under fair use for the purposes of commentary, critique, and obviously comedy, or at least we try. So please don't sue us, because we can't actually stick big pretzel on anyone. The views, ideas, opinions, and beliefs expressed in the Nerd Obscurial podcast are solely those of its creators, which is to say your esteemed host, Eric the Troubadour, and me, the Oklahoma Kid, and do not represent the views, opinions, or beliefs of any individual or entity named referenced or alluded to in this podcast, including, but not limited. To LL Cool J, Leonard Nimoy, The Wizarding World of Harry Potter and its parent companies, The Buggles, Gallagher and its parent companies, Brendan Fraser, Susan Sarandon, my wife and her parent companies, the great state of Oklahoma, and of course all cats everywhere on the internet. Hail Cthulhu.
1: Thank you for the fine print, Oklahoma. Anything you want to part before I do weigh out through?
0: Let me just say uh, thank you for listening and be excellent to one another. And thank you to Bill and Ted for letting me steal their catchphrase.
1: I was gonna say. Also,
0: <laughs> as always. Hail Cthulhu. Well, I already said Hail Cthulhu. I was, um, gonna, I was, I was. I thought you were you know gonna what? just reinforce. I was, I was thinking about throwing in a fuck you, Zach Braff. Mm. I'm gonna mix things up and say. the here. Ladies and gentlemen, remember to be your own Pikachu if doing it. Okay. Okay. You only live once.
1: Well, thank you. Unless oh, you're well, a vampire.
0: Um, if you call that living. Pretzels would like to take this... Impo- <laughs> Fuck's <laughs> <sorry. laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, no. No, Pretzels is not going to goddamn apologize to none of those fucking sparkly vampires. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck Zach Braff. And you better goddamn watch your back, John Mayer, because we're fucking coming for you.
1: Okay. We're fucking coming for okay. you. Okay, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I won... <laughs> All right, I get my I'm outro. Done. I'm done. I right. get my outro. And now, ladies and gentlemen, lightning round winner, Eric the Chupador. Thank you, Oklahoma. And firstly, thank you everyone for listening. Whatever you can do to help propagate ourselves, support us, like, subscribe, comments, thumbs ups, I don't know. Review. Set up a Patreon for us and get us a bunch of money i don't know what it will be to help us um but we appreciate you just being here right now and if you want to help us and you think we're great that we would love that as well i got really affected over seeing this quote robin williams quote and it's everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about be kind always and been thinking about a lot lately thinking about how i deserve that how you deserve that how people who don't deserve it deserve that and thinking about how not only does that quote mean be kind always because you need to be kind to them but also because be kind because that's a gift to you that's a gift to you because the way you live your life and the way you feel about yourself at the end of the day if you have that attitude where you are kind always no matter what conditions is a way to live a wonderful life that'll affect a lot of people and that's what robin williams his epitome is in my mind and i just felt like leaving this episode that i wanted to share that and i guess uh We have quite a few mantras already. We have quite a few spirit animals. Robin Williams is more than welcome in the pantheon. And uh, I guess if there's three words that I have to say that would uh, be my last, it would be kind, always. Hope to hear you next week, guys. Talk to you later.